0: Father, we love you today and we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the honor of being your children. Thank you for the privilege of being called for your purposes. I just pray today the next several minutes that you would just open up our hearts to hear your word and draw close to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Because of Connect Group Expo, I want to move quickly this morning and make sure we've got plenty of time. But I want to share something today that is so near and dear to my heart. You know, when you begin to walk with God, one of the first things you learn is this Bible is a big book. It's a big book. I've got a thin line Bible, which means it's got really small print. Yet in this small print Bible, there are 863 pages. That doesn't include the concordance in the book of maps, okay? That's just 863 pages of reading, what we call the Bible. The Bible is a big book. There's a lot in there. And when you start talking about theology, theology is a big, deep subject. But you don't find the word theology in Scripture. What you do find is the word doctrine, which means instruction, which means teaching. God didn't give us his word to jam between our ears so we can have a philosophy of God. You know, theology is the study of God. There are people who study God who don't know God. You know, recently I watched a couple of episodes of a a television program that was hosted by a very famous actor from Hollywood, very famous well-known actor, and he was going from nation to nation all over the world meeting with all kinds of people from all kinds of religions trying to find out about God. You can study God and never know God. The whole idea behind Christianity is that God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to die for our sins, to remove the gap between us and God, that we could come into relationship with God, we could become the children of God, the sons and the daughters of God, and we could know God and be in relationship with Him. God doesn't just want you to know about Him. He wants you to know Him. He wants you to know Him. Now, not only that, but... Christianity, we we say it so much that I think we lose sight of it along the way. Christianity is not about religion. It's about relationship. It's about relationship. And, you know, every Sunday morning, you know, we give people an opportunity to begin relationship with God. And we give away these booklets called The Next Seven Days. Because we want people to learn what it is to start walking with God and be in a relationship with God. But but here's what I want to come to today. And here's where I want to go with this message. As I was thinking this week, I realized that the longer I walk with God, the more simple life becomes and the more simple that walk with God becomes. The longer I walk with Him, the more simple it becomes for me. And the title of my message today is Simple. Simple, because some of you say, well, you know, you look at that big, thick book, it's not simple, and you think about theology, it's not simple, but relationship with God brings simplicity to our understanding of God and simplicity to our lives, and I wish I had a couple hours today to talk about this, but I don't, so for the next few minutes, let me just show you three things that I think we need to understand to make our walk with God much more simple let's look at philippians chapter 2 it's funny that zach quoted this verse in his message last week and referred to it for a couple minutes and it's been in my heart and i want to spin off of it today philippians 2 look at verse number 12 therefore therefore which means he's been talking about something else paul has been talking in philippians 2 about jesus laying down his divinity and coming to earth and laying down all of his privilege and laying down his life becoming a servant He says this in verse 12, Therefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Notice these words. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, leave that verse up there for just a moment. I want you to look at the last few words of that verse. Paul gives us some instruction. He says, I'm giving this to you because I know you will hear me. You've always listened to my instruction. You've always tried to follow and obey the instruction I give you. And here's a word of instruction I have for you. Work out your own salvation. Make it personal. Let it become personal. Take responsibility to draw close to God and know God and learn to walk through life with him. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Then the next verse, verse 13, says this. For it is God who works in you. God is working in us. God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So in in all of this, there's so much said, and I want to address part of it today and just break it into three thoughts, three pieces. Number one, if you want to have a real relationship with God, if you want things to become more simple, less complex. If you want to become more at ease with God, number one, take your relationship with God seriously. Take it seriously. Some would say, take it serious. Take it seriously. Let it become the first priority of your life. I'm going to talk a little bit today about my walk with God. I've been walking with God Uh, a good part of my life. But, you know, being raised in church, I gave my heart to Jesus when I was a little kid, but still it takes you a while to to process that, to understand it, to work it out. When I was about 19 years of age, I finally just surrendered everything to God and said, okay, God, whatever you want, I'm in. And then God began to direct my footsteps from there. And I'll talk a little bit about that maybe a little later on in the message. But the most important thing in my life today is my relationship with, with God when Ann and I were dating several years ago one of the things that really helped attract us to each other not just the fact that she's beautiful and I'm cute and sexy but the, <laughs> the, the thing that really attracted us to each other is the fact that Jesus was the most important thing in our lives when she fell in love with me she told me I love you more than anything except Jesus I told her the same thing. You know what? It's the way it's supposed to be. Because God in relationship with him needs to be the first priority in life. And the way Paul says it here is, he says, work out your relationship with God. Work out your salvation. And when he talks about salvation, here's what a lot of people miss. This, This is so simple. If you understand this, it brings simplicity to your walk with God. The word salvation is not about an event. It's not about just an experience. You know, we see the new birth as an experience. I open my heart to God, I experience the new birth. But the word salvation as it's used in Scripture is a word that applies to us over and over and over again. Our whole relationship with God is a relationship of salvation where God is always healing and restoring and saving us from all kinds of things. And so when it says work out your own salvation, he's talking about your relationship, your walk with God. And the way he says it is, and I'll, and I'll go back to relationship in a moment, but in this, this idea of making it so important in our lives and taking God seriously, Paul says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. If you look at the original words, you know what it says in the original writings? It says fear and trembling. There's fear and trembling. What it says is take your relationship with God seriously don't let it be oh i came to jesus one time i prayed the magic prayer and everything's fine now i took care of all that so i can go back and do whatever i want to do no he saved us to be in relationship with him and some of us live our lives like well you know what when this life is over and i go to heaven then i'm going to get to know god that's not god's idea for you that's not his plan for you He wants you to get to know him now. And he wants you to be in relationship with him now. But if I'm going to have a relationship with anybody, I got to be serious about it. I got serious about my wife. And it touched her heart, evidently, because she married me. I used to drive from Temecula to Huntington Beach, three, four, five. Six, seven nights a week. It was crazy. You know why I did that? Because I was serious about her. After a while, you know, all those times that she wouldn't answer the door, finally she just gave in and said, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> she realized I was serious. It was important to me. You know, how many of us would drive to Huntington Beach seven nights a week in L.A. traffic just to see God wow you see i I took it seriously god wants us to take him seriously paul says do it with fear and trembling it's not a matter of us being afraid of god it's a matter of us saying this is the most important thing in life and i don't want to miss anything god wants to do in my life i'm serious with fear and trembling i don't want to miss anything god has for me and when we have that attitude it begins to open the door True relationship with God. I have a piece of paper somebody in the church made for me. And I think it kind of describes a lot of people's attitudes about God. You know, and praying the magic prayer. Well, I prayed the magic prayer in 1948, and I told God if I ever needed him again, I'd talk to him. So that, that's kind of how it is. But somebody made this for me. It's the pastor's coupon. I, I, I'm going to give one to everybody in the church. I'm going to give one to everybody in the church. And here's what it says Pastor's coupon. Coupon good for one entry through the pearly gates. I'm going to give one. Everybody should have one of those. Here's what it says Coupon is non transferable, non redeemable for cash. You can't give it to anybody else. Can't get money for it. It's just for you. Coupon not valid with any other purchase or offer. Fire insurance only. Crowns and glory not included. Void where prohibited. Access accesses to vending machines beyond the parley gates are limited, along with transportation within. Wings, residency, and throne access not included. Garden of Eden only with committee approval. No salvation, real or implied, is included in this coupon. See, I want everybody to have one of these. The problem is when you get to heaven and you give this to them at the gates. It's not worth anything doesn't mean a thing and that's what religion sometimes does well I prayed the magic prayer so that's all I need to worry about I prayed the magic prayer I even let him dunk me in the water and get me wet in the tank man so I did my part so someday when this life is over I'll meet God God wants you to know him now he wants you to be in relationship with him now I want to look at Matthew chapter 13. This is is good stuff today, Matthew 13. And I've got to go really fast today. So I'm going to read fast, comment along the way. Look at Matthew 13. It kind of sets up the seriousness of what relationship with God is about. Jesus talked about it. You need to take God serious. Take relationship with him seriously. Look at Matthew 13, verse 36. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came to him saying, explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. Jesus had told them this parable. Here's the explanation. Verse 37, Jesus answered and said to them, he who sows the good seed is the son of man, referring to Jesus. Verse 38, the field is the world, the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares, the bad seeds, are the sons of the of the wicked one. See, Jesus said in the world there are two crops growing. There's good crop and then there's bad crop. There's good seed and then there's tares, weeds that are growing. Verse thirty-nine: The enemy who sowed the tares is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Verse forty: Therefore, as the tares are gathered and what? Burned in the fire. So it will be at the end. Of this age. You know, eternity kind of sounds like a serious thing to me. Because the tares are gathered and burned at the end of the age. Then it goes on to say this verse 41 The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and those who practice lawlessness. Now, when it says practice lawlessness, it's talking about people who have no regard for the laws of God, who say, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to live the way I want to live, and it doesn't matter what anybody thinks, including God. Those who have a lifestyle of rejecting God and saying no to God are gathered out of the kingdom. It says, verse 42, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. You know what he's saying? He's saying this is ugly. If you don't know God, if you're not in relationship with him, if he's not the priority of your life, if you don't take God seriously, there is an ugly end when this life is over. And it goes on to say this in verse 43. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him here, Jesus is saying this thing about God and eternity, it is a serious, serious, serious issue. Can I go one step beyond? Can I tell you that the most important decision you ever make in life is what you do with Jesus? Nothing's more important than that. Saying yes to God or saying no to God, it's the single most important decision because it chooses where I will spend eternity. In verse 44, in light of all that, Jesus says this. Again... The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field when a man found and hid or which a man found and hid and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field here's what Jesus said if we believe the story he told about eternity then when you figure out how to get to eternity and be in relationship with God it will cause you to go and get rid of everything else and make sure you get the one thing that gets you there. That's how important a relationship with God is. Then the next verse, verse 45, Jesus says again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he found one pearl of great price went and sold all that he had and bought it he tells the same kind of story with a different illustration a man finds this one pearl that's amazing in value it's beautiful and he sells all the rest of his pearls and says that is nothing i want this one pearl it's speaking of jesus it's speaking of the kingdom of god the beauty of god's kingdom the life of god's kingdom if you want to have a simple relationship with god if you want things to be more simple more clear, more pure, number one, you need to take relationship with God seriously. Jesus also said this, if a man saves his life, does what he wants to do with it, he ends up losing his life. But Jesus said, if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it, not just in this world, but in the world to come forever and ever and ever. Number two, the second part of this, we need to work at our relationship with God. How many of you work at your marriage? How many of you work at your? How many of you want a good marriage? So therefore, you work at keeping your spouse happy. Men, if you don't get your hand in the air right now, you're in trouble when you get home. there's a Martin back there. He's got both hands in the air. He knows. He knows. If you're gonna have a healthy marriage, you gotta work at it, you gotta work at it. Now, I'm a man, I'm a typical man. Don't talk to me about romance, because it intimidates me. You know, you know I looked up, rom- have you ever looked up romance in the dictionary? Every now and then my w- wife will say, you know what I need, what? I just need an evening out with you, I just need some romance. And I get so intimidated. It's like, well, what's romance? So one day I went to the dictionary. You know what the dictionary says? The dictionary says that romance is just an imaginary idea. It exists in your wife's mind. That's right. Look it up. It was like, when I read that. It, it was like reading the Bible. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And, I've, and I felt less stupid than I used to feel, you know, because... But yet, if you're going to have a happy marriage, you've got to work at that relationship. You've got to work at You know what? If you're going to have a healthy relationship with God, you've got to work at it. And as soon as you say that, people say, well, you're not saved by works. I didn't say you were saved by works. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said, if you're going to have a re- healthy relationship with God, you've got to work at it a little bit. Well, what, do you, what do you mean, work at it? Well, the word, work out your own salvation... Paul used those words, work out your own salvation. To work it out means to work it fully, to accomplish it, to finish it, to fashion it, to make it everything it's supposed to be. Stay with it. Stay with it. Your relationship can keep growing. Through the years, I've done a lot of counseling with people about marriage. I don't do much of that anymore. I've I've delegated that to other people who are better at it than me. But one of the things I learned about people in marriage is no two marriages are alike because no two people are alike. And what makes a marriage work is when two people work at it. Two people work at that relationship. And Scripture gives us skeletons, it gives us some framework to work with. It talks about husband's roles, wife's roles, expectations, so on and so forth. But you have to work out the details within your own relationship. It's just like when, they, when the guy wrote the book about uh, the, the love languages. Everybody's wired differently. There are different things that appeal to us. You have to figure out what it is that really makes your spouse's heart tick and then how you feed that. You work at that relationship. But every relationship is a two-way street. If both people aren't working at it, the relationship won't be very good. You both have to work it out. And, and everybody here who, who's, who's been through some tough situations in marriage and in life, if you've ever been in a relationship alone, it doesn't last very long. We have to learn how to work out relationships. Relationships. Paul said, you need to work at your relationship with God. When I was in high school, I went to a Christian high school. And, you know, I I grew up in church. And the church I grew up in was real old-fashioned, real legalistic. And so when I went to this Christian high school, I just kind of assumed, well, everybody at the school is just like me. Well, I found out there were other kids who became my friends who went to churches the same denomination that i was raised in but their churches saw things differently than we did they did things differently our church was very conservative very legalistic lots of don'ts 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 don't don'ts. some of you know what i'm talking about and and one day and, and as i was a teenager we were talking about something in class and some of my friends said hey friday night we're going to go to such and such a place and do such and such a thing you want to go with us and i was like Cool, I got invited to hang out with the cool kids, you know. So I said, let let me check with my folks. I went home and said, hey, uh, Friday night my friends are going such and such a place, do such and such a thing. And my mom said, no, you ain't going. And my mom was kind of the spiritual head of my home when I was a kid. Mom said, no, 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 you're you're not going. Why not? My friends from school are going, that's okay. You're not going there because there's stuff that can happen there that I'm not going to allow you to be a part of. Oh, but my friends are going and they all go to church doesn't matter i'm the boss of this house and when it comes to spiritual things i said you're not going so i went to school and so my, my friend said are you gonna go with this friday night and i said no i can't go you can't go what do you mean you can't go no I, I can't go my parents said i can't go why not well because we're christians and we don't go to those places where stuff happens and my friend said what what we're christians we go to those places it ain't no big deal And besides that, the Bible says, work out your own salvation. So you work out yours and we'll work out ours. It's like, don't put condemnation on us. So I went home and talked to my mom. I said, hey, mom, uh, can I go Friday night? No, I already told you no. The Bible says to work out your own salvation. (laughs) And, she, and my mom knew the Bible. She says, yes, and it also says, with fear and trembling. And as long as I'm paying the bills and you're eating my food and wearing my clothes and I'm paying for I will work out your salvation. With fear and trembling. So I'm back to school and I told my friends, well, the Bible also says, with fear and trembling. Well, they didn't want to talk about it anymore. It's not about if they were right or if my mom was right. It's not about that. The point is, what if every place we go and everything we do in life, what about what if every decision we made, we made it through the eyes of, I don't want this to interfere with my relationship with God? What places would I not go? Ooh. How many places do I go where I don't invite the Lord to go with me? Because I know he might be uncomfortable there. What's well, quiet in this church. Oh, boy, this church just preaches too much legalism. I didn't say anything. I didn't say, do, I don't. That's just the Holy Spirit dealing with your heart about some things going on in your life. Don't blame me for that. Well, this is good. Good preaching. Why? Because God wants you to be in relationship with him. He wants your heart wrapped around him, not things that are going to lead you away from him. So we need to work at our relationship with God. Relationship with God, I think there are three main things that we run into. Time. Time. Am I taking time to talk to God about what's going on in my life? Let me ask you a question. Are you taking any time with God? Are you taking time with God just to sit and talk with him for a few minutes? Are you talking to God? Number two, attention attention are you listening to god do you open up the word and read the word slowly and let it sink in and say god how does this apply to my life and then just listen to him you know one of the things and and again i I, you know i can't say much from the woman's perspective but let me just say something to you men especially today one of the things that gets us in more trouble and you go ahead and laugh if you want to keep from crying one of the things that gets us more in trouble with our wives is we don't pay attention My wife's trying to be sweet, but inside she wants to say amen real loud. (laughs) Because sometimes she'll tell me something. You know, my wife, I kind of have this thing where I can listen to 100 words, but sometimes it takes her 200 words to tell me, so I only get half of it. And and she'll say to me, do you hear what I just said? Yes. Okay, what did I just say? I hate it when she does that. (laughs) I heard what she said. But then I had to t- say it back to her. Basically, what I tell her is, no, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> guys? See, some of, some of you guys, if you had your way, I won't say it the first person, I'll do it in the second person. Some of you guys, if you had your way, you'd only talk to your wife and you only let her talk to you when you wanted to. But we work at our relationships with our wives we need to work at our relationship with god by stopping paying attention and listening to what he says time attention and the third thing is appreciation are you taking time to praise god for what he's doing in your life are you taking time to just worship god for who he is and what he is and thank him for his presence your marriage grows out of appreciation Expressing appreciation to your spouse. Jesus said, you know, there in his day Jesus said there's some of you that with your mouths you talk 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 about God and with your mouths, oh yeah, I draw close to God, but yet your heart's far from me, your heart's not affected by me, your lifestyle's not affected by me, and he said all you have is religion. That's all, not relationship. Just religion. But Jesus also said there will come a day when we stand before God, that many will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this and didn't we do that? And Jesus will say, depart from me. You had a lifestyle of wickedness. I never knew you. Do you know God? Are you working on your relationship? Somebody sitting here today saying, you know, you're trying to put fear in people's hearts. No, I'm trying to get you to work out your relationship with God with fear and trembling. Be honest, be sincere, sincere. make God a priority in your life. Make that relationship important and work on that relationship with God. And then the third thing, some of you will be glad we got to number three. I'm almost finished. Number three, focus on God's will for your life. Focus on what's in front of you. Focus on what's ahead. Focus on God's will for your life. I wish I I wish I had the time every Sunday, one on one, to look at people and say, God has a plan for your life. I say it from the pulpit and everybody hears it, but I wish I could get right face to face with everybody, one on one, and just say, God has a plan for your life. You know why? It's because God has a plan for your life. And I say this all the time God has better plans for you than you have for yourself. And you need to turn loose of the things that don't matter and figure out what is God's plan for my life. See, the last part of Philippians 2 that we read said God's at work for his will and his pleasure in our lives. If that's the case, then my relationship with God should lead to God doing things for me and in me and through me so that his will is developed and my life makes a difference. God wants our lives to make a difference in other people's lives. So I need to pursue God's will for my life. I think the most unhappy people I ever meet in church are people who are busy trying to make God do their will. Most times when I run into an unhappy Christian who's bitter, who's angry, who's mad at the world and unhappy with God and church and people, it's generally because they're only concerned about God doing their will, instead of understanding that God wants to do His will in our lives. Romans 12, 1 and 2, I'm almost finished. Paul said this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, he said, and don't be conformed to the world, don't be like the world, but be transformed, be changed. Be changed, be transformed by the renewing, the renovating of your mind, of your thinking. And you will prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. What he said was, give your life to God as a sacrifice. Lay your life down the altar and said, here, God, my life is yours. See, some of us do that on Sundays and then go home Sunday afternoon and pick it up again. Lay down your life. Give it to God as a living sacrifice. Give your life to God. Work on that relationship with God. Take it serious and lay your life down as a sacrifice to God. And then he said, the second thing is, get into the Word and begin to think the way God thinks. If my mind and my thinking is changed and the way I process thought is renovated according to God's word and my life is laid down, he said, what happens is I automatically just start walking out the will of God. It just starts falling in place. See, some of you have been serving God for you know, 20 years saying, well, someday I'm going to find God's will. It's this treasure hidden in a field. It's a treasure, but God's not hidden it from you. He said, just lay down your life, learn to think like I think, start walking with me, and you'll walk right in. It'll start developing, and it'll grow, and it will happen, and happen, and happen day after day after day. You will walk it out. You will live out the will of God. In high school, and I I close with this story. In in high school, the the school I went to, it was a sporting school, sports school, but football was the big sport. And, And back then, you know, Vince Lombardi was the man. And (laughs) Packers fan back there. Vince Lombardi was famous for a lot of statements, but one of his most important statements that he ever made, or one of the things he was best known for, was Vince Lombardi said, Winning isn't everything, winning is the only thing. That's what he told his players. Winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. You win or you lose. Can I take that thought for just a moment? Can I tell you that relationship with God and living a life, planning for eternity, it's not everything. It's the only thing. Because when this life is over, it's life forever or it's death, period, and it's done. Some of us think, well, when this life's over, then I'll get serious with God because I prayed the magic prayer. Friend, I wouldn't give you 50 cents for your magic prayer if your heart's not wrapped around Jesus. Now, I know, I know, there are a lot of people who say, well, my theology, fine, fine. What's your doctrine, though? What does the Bible say? Are you going to gamble your future away on something like that? See, one day Jesus Jesus said, here's what it comes down to, guys. If you really want to know what eternal life is, you've got to learn to eat my flesh and drink my blood people started running holy cow this guy's crazy he's talking about cannibalism how can we eat his flesh and drink his blood the disciples came to Jesus and said hey people people are confused they're offended they're leaving even disciples are leaving and Jesus looked at him and said man if I, if I show them deep things of God what's going to happen then then Jesus said this are you offended are you offended that I tell you that spiritual life is about eating the life that I've come to give you, letting it become your life where you wake up in the morning and every meal that you eat, everything that you do all day long, it's about me and my purposes in your life. Is that really offensive to you? Are you going to leave me too? And Peter spoke up and said, where else can we go? You're the only one who's got the words of life. God wants you to know Him. He wants you to be in relationship with Him. And scripture says, "If we will seek Him, we'll find Him. If we'll draw nigh to God, He'll draw nigh to us." Today, I want to lead you in a prayer because maybe, maybe there is some of us. Maybe we need to adjust our hearts a little bit and say, "God, help me, help me to take this relationship thing seriously." But then maybe there's some of us here today, maybe we've never committed our lives to God, but today there's something inside and you're realizing this thing's real. Maybe you're here today and you've never prayed a prayer and asked God to get involved in your life. Maybe you've never had that new birth and that change where you open your heart and God moved inside. Can I tell you, God wants you to experience that so much that he put his own son on the cross to pay for your sins, to remove what stood between you and him. And all he asks us to do is accept His forgiveness and believe in Jesus, and then our, let our lives become the lives that He's given us, the lives He wants us to have. I want to lead you in a prayer today, and I'm going to ask everybody here, because I'm going to pray a two-fold prayer. I'm going to ask everybody here, pray this prayer with me. Just bow your heads for a moment. open your hearts, let these words be yours. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, "God, I need you. I want you in my life." I believe Jesus is the Son of God. He died for my sins and was raised from the dead. I accept Jesus as my Savior. And I want Jesus to become the Lord of my life. So I give my life back to you. I want to walk with you. God, lead me into a relationship with you. I want to know you. More than I've ever known you before. I want to walk with you every single day. God, I take you seriously. I will work on my relationship with you. Time, attention, and affection. I will walk with you because I want to know you in this world. In the world to come, forgive me of my complacency. I turn my heart to you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. How many of you been challenged by God's word today? Has it kind of hit home with you? Do you appreciate God's word? I don't. I don't really have a coupon for everybody for the pearly gates. Uh, but I do want to share one thing with you. If, if today you made a commitment to God and you open your heart to Him, you've never done that before, we want to give you this booklet called The Next Seven Days. It's just some very simple reading that'll help you start your relationship with God. Praying that prayer isn't the end, it's just the beginning. When service is over today, there'll be prayer teams at the front of the building. You can just walk down to the front and say, hey, can I get one of those booklets? They'll give it to you right there, no strings attached. If you want to talk, great. If you want prayer for something, they're here to pray with you. If you just want to get it and go, that's fine. If you're in a really big rush, you can go to the Connection Center out in the lobby, ask for the booklet there. If you don't remember the name of it, say, well, something about the next seven days. They'll know exactly what you're looking for. Hey, we want to give this to you. Can we put our hands together and welcome people into God's kingdom today? Greatest decision you would ever make awesome.
1: We love the fact that every week people make decisions and give their lives to Jesus here at the bridge. It's so, so awesome. Well, as Pastor Gary said, it is great to be back from vacation and with our church family this morning. So, so glad all of you are here. And we've just had a great service so far. And I know that we've all received from God through his word this morning. And now this is the time in our service when we give back To him. And if you have been around the bridge for any length of time at all, you know that everything we do is about connecting, connecting with God and connecting with each other. And you know, when it comes to our giving, it's no different. Our giving is also about connecting because every time we give, our giving translates into people connecting with God. everything we do is about that so whether it's through our missions efforts around the world or through our community care program and things we do to reach out to our community and our valley here or whether it's the different ministries right here inside the church we are connecting people with God and so as we give our giving is making that possible so as you give this morning just be encouraged and know that you are helping people connect with God amen and as the ushers come to receive this morning's offering we would just like to ask if everyone could remain seated until the conclusion of our service it would really help our ushers out but also after our church news we still have one more thing to share with you this morning so God bless you as you give this morning
2: Welcome to The Bridge, everyone. My name is Ashley, and it's great to be in church with you this weekend. September is arriving this week, and just like that, summer has quickly come and gone. But as fall arrives, there are new things on the horizon that we would love for you to be a part of. Let's check out church news and see what's coming up.
1: Hey ladies, I am so excited about the new season of Chick Connection beginning the end of September. This year we're incorporating some new things, including more Monday night events and small groups, more ways for women to connect. And that means more opportunities for ministry. So I wanna ask you, do you have a heart to minister to women? Do you desire to reach women for God? maybe in your workplace, neighborhood, or elsewhere in your circle of influence? If so, then I wanna talk with you. I wanna invite you to join me for a continental breakfast during which time I'll share with you what God's put in my heart, and we'll talk about how together we can reach more women for Him. So join me Saturday morning, September 10th, from 9 to 10 a.m. here at the church. Child care will be provided. Sign up at the Connection Center today. I really look forward to seeing you there. Hey, fellas, we are very excited to tell you
0: that we are relaunching Man to Man this fall. And the launch date is Tuesday, September 13th at 6.30 p.m. So mark your calendars, watch for more details, and spread the word to all of the guys in your world because Man to Man is back and better than ever. In the coming months, we're going to be talking about what it means to be gatekeepers in every
1: area of our lives and how we are set free to do God's good at our gates. We look
0: forward to seeing you this fall from Man to Man.
2: new to the bridge we want to help you get connected take some time after service today to come say hi at the connection center we would love to meet you answer your questions and tell you about everything that's happening in the church you can also stay up to date and find all the info you're looking for by visiting our website BridgeChurch.tv. and if you made a decision or a recommitment to follow christ today please come see one of our prayer teams or stop by the connection center to grab your copy of the next seven days It's our free gift to you, and we want to help you in your journey. Thanks again for hanging out
1: with us this weekend. We love spending Sundays with you. All right. Well, we are very excited about launching our fall term of Connect Groups. And so today, after service, we have our Connect Group Expo happening out in the foyer. So I want to give you just a little bit of information about that. But while I'm doing that, I'd like to ask if there's any Connect Group leaders here in the auditorium. If you haven't already slipped out, go to your table. You could do that now so you can get in place before we dismiss. And then for the rest of us, we just want you to know that... Today at each uh, table, the connect group leaders will be out in the foyer. You'll see the signs above the tables, which connect group it is. If you haven't already done so, we just encourage you to take a moment and look through that connect group flyer that you should have received when you came in today if you didn't get one you can pick some up at the connection center but there's all different connect groups with different topics happening we've also got besides the descriptions of each one on the inside there's a week at a glance so you can just quickly and easily see which one's happening on which day of the week i encourage you to take a moment look through that Find a group that fits you. You know what? We all need each other. We are better. We are stronger together. And we just want to encourage you to do life together. We want to do life together. That's what we're about here. So find that group that's of interest. Look for the sign on the wall. Meet the Connect group leader. Get signed up and get connected. All right? Enjoy the expo. Have an amazing week. We will see you next Sunday.